Now she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa. She's ready to go to the stars. This is the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. It's mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host. This is Bruce. This is John. And there is no Trav. And there is no Josie. <laughs> and there is no Josie because she's with Trav. Uh, welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. Your podcast of creating the amazing spell Catastrophe. And you end up with something that's feline and sh- in the shape of a crescent. Crucio! <laughs> Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. This week we are continuing our ongoing quest to create the perfect magic system. And uh, we have some more questions to go over, and between John and I, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe something magical. <laughs> and by that you mean amazing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'm not quite sure how amazing it's going to be since we are following an outline here, but uh, it is a shame that Trav won't be here because Trav does come up with some crazy notions from time to time. But anyway, so what we're up to is uh, how do you acquire magic spells? And what we're talking about here is that if you are a mage, um, how do you get new spells? How do you get the spells that you have and uh, that you want to cast and uh, the first one is each spell is acquired separately Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you're getting this from magical research or whether you're getting it from any other you know because we talked about that the last time where do spells come from but now we're saying is it okay when you get a spell what do you get okay do you just get like magic missile or sleep or you know, uh, uh, power I mean, word, power word, <laughs> fart, or Bigsby or Bigsby's floating hand, a floating, floating disc, floating disc. The hand's something different. And, or Big, Big, <laughs> Big, Bigsby's middle finger. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the the question is, is that you know, when you get a spell, are you getting something that is very, very defined? So much so that you know, it it basically stands alone. Or are you getting something else? Okay, now, so, um, and of course, D&D is, is a classic for this, because that's how it is. You have a big, long list of spells, and uh, depending upon, you know, and you get it from either a scroll where some, a mage has written it, or you get it taught to you from another mage, or in the case of where you're getting it from a divine source, you know, the god impresses it on your mind. But the point is, is that they're all 
the same. Okay, they're all very they're all very specific. Usually, there's not a whole lot of variability. The only real variability has to do with maybe the distance you can cast it at, or the amount of power that's involved in it, or the duration that it is. And these are almost always caster level dependent. In other words, the more powerful you are, you know, the more uh, the more experienced you are as a caster, then that's where you get that variance. And and with the uh, you know, and, and with D&D, you know, you usually don't even, you know, uh, I mean, it's not like it's, um, you know, it, 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 it's not like you have like a, a, a three-way tension. Like, you know, you can cast further, but not as long or so forth. You know, there's no like tension involved. It's just like, this is the most distance you can cast. This is the most damage you're going to cast. Or sometimes this is the damage you're going to cast, regardless of how much you want to do. Uh, duration. This is how long it's going to last. Okay, and you can cut that short. The, usually, you can cut you know the duration short, but you uh, and you can of course cast less distance a lot of times. But you know, usually the power doesn't vary unless of course you're like creating something like a wall, and you say you get X number of wall pieces. It varies a lot, and that's the point. The point is that each of these spells are very. They, they don't follow any rhyme or reason. You know, in the sense that they've been created by somebody to do a certain effect that the, the caster was after, and that's what they do. And I have no problem with that, uh, though I have known in my various campaigns that people said, well, can I have a different version of that? And I would say, yeah, do the research, and then you can come up with a different version. And you do, but it's essentially a different spell. And so in the case of D&D, you know, you would, if you could only learn five spells, that two different versions of the same spell would still count as two spells. Yeah, I, with, with the Savage Worlds, they have something similar where you learn a power and it has certain abilities. Um, but also you have trappings. And trappings are, are they're more than just color. They actually can affect, like if you take a fire trapping, your spells involve fire, and yeah, you will set things afire. So you, there are modifiers. It's, you know, there are modifiers to how the spell works. With, with by using trappings, but yeah, you still have a big the big list of spells to work. And from. you only get one of them, right? You know, yeah. so um, and and the Savage Worlds is another example where they're just independent. They're all independent. They they have some bit of, of of thing saying you have to be seasoned or you have to be a legendary before you can cast this spell. But other than that, there's no connection between them at all, at all. I think uh, there's only a couple that may actually have a, have like healing and greater healing. You have to have healing first before you can get greater healing. I can't say. I unfortunately the book because I don't think that's ne- that's necessarily true. It's more along the lines of like, oh yeah, great, I can get healing. Bam, this is and this is what it does. But later on, I can you know upgrade to greater healing. You still have healing. You know, so like if you're running out of points, you can still cast the lower version because the upper version is no longer available to you because you ran out of points. So there's there's reason to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, but I, I just can't remember if it is a prerequisite or not for having that. I don't think it. I don't think it. You know, replaces it just as it's just. It may be a prerequisite. You can't like there's some. Uh, um, Edges you can only get if you have the the lower version first, but in those cases, those take those replace the previous one. We'll get to those, okay? We're and you're kind of talking about number C here under uh, you know the 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 question, okay? So 
anyways, um, so what's the advantage of doing this? Okay. Um, is there any advantage of doing it this way? Um, actually, uh, I would say for on the, on the bit of the GM, you don't have to worry about uh, how, how are they building this effect? I mean, this is the problem with, with spells used being created through the hero system. You have to now learn how they're putting together their power. And here it is. It's in the book. This is how it works. It works the same way every time. So it makes it easier for the GM and sometimes easier for the players to know what they can do. And it doesn't give them a lot of choices. And people tend to freeze up when they get lots and lots of choices or, you know, math, which is the big, which is what happens when you have, when you get to build your own, you got to do a lot of math in the process of building it. So in this case, it's easier, you know, and it's also easier for making NPCs. If I'm making a mage NPC, I don't want to sit down there and put out a spreadsheet and build all his powers. There's his spells. Rim. There they are. Ready to go. I don't have to, you know, do any really hard work other than picking picking the spells. If there's trappings, pick the trappings and bang, I'm ready to go with with this person. You know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot easier for the GM. The way you describe it. <laughs> You can see where it would be difficult. Okay, um, a lot of game systems they just simply have lists of spells, and they and, and they they have like requirements for what you know what what it before you can take them. Okay, so for example, you know like you might have to have levels, you might have a certain amount of power points, you might have to I don't know have a certain amount of skill in casting before you can cast those spells. Okay, but by you know. But uh, by not making them linked together in any way, um, it does allow you the option. A couple of things. One is is that you can uh, you can hide spells. Um, you can basically you know make it so that people don't go in. I mean, you can make it easy, like you said, where they come in. This is here's the list of possible spells. You go and uh, you're starting off mage. You pick these spells, okay? Or you can say, well. You know, this guy over here, he's got X, he's got five or six spells. And this guy over here, he's got seven or eight spells. And this guy over here, he's got different five or six spells. And, and you know, assuming that you do it organically, like he that person actually has spells that help them do whatever it is that they're interested in doing, then you have to go after spells if you don't want to do the research yourself, you don't want to go and buy yourself a laboratory or rent a laboratory and go through and actually following the rules of magic or whatever it might be, you know, devise the, the very spell that you're after, you're going to have to find someone who already knows it. And that means that you're going to have to go and basically get to know the person. You're going to have to research the person. You're going to have to make friends with the person, maybe do a quest for that person before they'll give you what you want because, you know, spells are valuable. Why would anybody just say, oh, here you go. Take this spell. I don't want it. I haven't used it in 20 years. Here, you learn it. Maybe you can make some use out of it. I mean, th that might actually happen, but I'm saying most of the time the spells you're after are the ones that everybody wants, right? Okay, you're all you're all from the town of Swindon, and there's only four archmages you can go to learn. And that's a pretty big town. Either that, or it's it's one of those towns that only has like retired, super high level adventurers in it. Something like that, or you know, basically all the archmages are into make into raising sheep because they because you can turn sheep into vellum, and vellum makes more money than going out and kill and, and raiding dungeons. 
<laughs> you know, so anyway, truth. there's some truth in that. Yeah. So they, you know, so but they have, but they have their starting kit. So here, you know, if you go pick, for, you're going to be from the arch, from the blue arch mage. Here's the, here's the ten spells you can pick from. You're you're going to the red mage. So here's the here's the eleven spells you can pick from. You're going to the yellow mage. You can here's the eight spells you can pick from. There is some overlap, but there's also a lot of difference between those starting spells. And so you can differentiate between the casters, you know, the, the archmages, and so and that say, well, you know, you have to basically ally yourself with my purposes in order to get these spells, and, and you know, uh, especially if they're the ones that I'm the only one who has them. Okay, so or especially if that archmage has a particular flavor of the spell that you're after. Red, the red archmage, he's into fire. So you got mag- his magic missiles are actually little tiny fireballs. Yeah, you know, or and that, or, or the guy that's got you know you, you're saying fireball, ah, fire ice burst. That's the way to go. That's the blue mage, <laughs> right? Or he's or or water burst. You know, piercing mm-hmm. piercing water spray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it does allow you to add some flavor and, and different school, and you can also say there are different schools. You there is especially in D anD D, you can actually look and say, oh, they do try to to arrange them in schools into various areas, so you can actually build spell lists based on their school. Whether okay, is this is, this guy's into into combat magic? Okay, then all you get is combat spells from this guy. Right, but in D and D, they're all going to even even though they might be concentrating on one area, they're still going to have other ones because they're useful. Nothing keeps you from another spell, you know, uh, a spell category unless you specialized and somehow that's that according to the system that says, well, you can't have this now. Yeah, but it, you know, it, it's there and, it, and it's a useful thing and it allows you to have some control control over uh, what spells your character start out with. So, you know, you may decide that I really hate Bigby's floating disc. So no one's going to get that. It's still out there, but no one, they're not going to start with Bigby's floating disc. They're going to have at least some spells that are useful. You know, that those, those two spells you start with, well, you know, they're useful. <laughs> but the other, uh, another advantage I see with the being separately is that you could be like really high level and you could suddenly run across like a low level spell and you say, oh, I can get that spell now because they're they're not connected in any way. I mean, there's no reason why you can't add another leaf to your, uh, you know, your toolkit. You know, throw another spanner in there. You don't, you know, when you're high level, you, you're not restricted to only having high level spells. You can grab any low level spell you want. And it's, and it works, you know, it works just as well. There's no... There's nothing that blocks you in any way from doing this sort of thing, you know. So you truly do have a mix and match opportunity here. And one thing I and one thing I noticed, at least in the earlier versions of D and D, if you wanted to create a brand new spell that wasn't in the book, you could. There were certain level requirements. You had to be, I think, at least fifteenth or twentieth level to, to even research a new spell. Uh, or there was, I can't remember the rules, but there were rules for creating new spells. Um, yeah, well, there always are. Yeah. Cause you, cause you never, cause you always need a different hammer for the, for, for the nails you just found. Right. But if you do that, John, that means that you can never create, you can't be a, a fledgling mage who creates his own spells. 
you know, because that way, because you have to be higher level. Either that, or that means you're just you're a really high level. Uh, you're like a third level mage with no spells, and now I can ca- I can now finally create my first level spell. No, what I'm, no, what I'm saying is that you have the book spells, but I mean, I mean, truly, not in the book spells you can create. But you know, one somewhere in the past, somebody created the first spell. Okay, and so they probably weren't fifteenth level when they did it. No, they, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and that's a good question. That's the old chicken and the egg. Where did the where did the first spill come from? The, you know, and it's like, uh, where did the first cooked meal come from? We don't know. It happened way in the in the dark in the dark past. So you know, I, I don't really have a problem. You know, with people creating more spells of the same level. Okay, as a matter of fact, is that you know, it's um, most of the time when I did it, I said, well, you know, when you create a spell, if you, if you create a, a duplicate of a first level spell, it's going to be like a second level spell for you because you're not as good, you're not as efficient. It has been refined, so it's lower level. You know, that the refining of magic, this is when I was doing my D&D campaign, I said, look, the refi- magic has been refined over the millennia, okay? So these first level spells at one point were higher level spells, and cantrips were basically the equivalent of first level spells. And now everything's shifted down at least one level because you know it's had, they've had time to make it better and to clean it up and to get rid of all the the stuff that shouldn't be there. And now you know weaker minds or less trained minds are able to handle those spells because they've been simplified and you know gotten rid of the the dreck. You know the 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 extra curly cues that look pretty on the on the page, but it don't actually make you cast the spells any better. So, uh, okay. Do you see any disadvantage of um, of casting uh, of learning a spell separately? No, no. I mean, it's it's for a lot of folks. It's 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 great. I mean, it's fine. You know, the the biggest limitation for a lot of early magic users is that I got two spells. How many cards are we gonna have today? More than two. Okay, I'm gonna sit in the back with my dagger and. Well, no, it just depends. Okay, John, you're 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 equating number of spells known with the number of times you can cast it, and that all depends on your system. You know, I mean, you could cast that spell all day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, just thinking. Along, and also, long line of creating brand new out and out in the book spells. I would say you can create them at the level you that you can currently cast. So even though you may be third level, you're stuck with for making making a new first level spell or a cantrip. And that. Well, there are some advantages there, John. I mean, if you, there's nothing to say you couldn't make a first-level fireball if you're making your own spells. And, you know, it would be just like sleep, except it would be fire. You know, do 1d6 of damage, you know, and, and that would be pretty, that'd be pretty cool because that would take those goblins out. And it would have a smaller range. It won't affect 33 squares. It might affect the same range. I mean, the, the, it, may, it may have a smaller range because that was, again, looking at D&D, that was part of the spell level. But, you know, the, the area of effect was, was, base, was always set. So it might still be 33,000 square feet, you know, or cubic feet or whatever it was, you know. Uh, but the, the point was is that you, you're not, you, if you can create your own spells at first level, then you're not limited to just... You know, saying, well, that uh, a fireball is only a third level spell or only a fifth level spell. But the downside is that you can't build on any of the spells that you have. 
They're all learned separately. They're all designed separately. They're all researched separately. So there's no advantage to, let's say, having five or six um, you know, enchantment spells. It doesn't like make the next enchantment spell any easier to make because apparently the fact that you've been successful at learning three already spells or that you've designed three spells doesn't make that fourth one any easier. Nope. And in fact, it may be just, it, it may require you to gain a level to be able to learn, to make that new spell that's not in the book. So yeah, it, you know, six and one half dozen the other. You go, okay, I can make this new spell or I can take, take ones in the book already. <laughs> Could build upon the fact that you've already been successful at casting, at casting spells of the same type, then you know there would be a reason to specialize because every time you did it, you'd end up, the next one would be easier to do or even, or it could be, and then you could say, well, I want to make this more powerful rather than easier. You know, and and for the same amount of study, the same amount of money spent, the same amount of kissing somebody's boot, you know, you might be able to, you know, get a get a better spell or get a spell that, you know, I'm just saying it makes more if you do this. But I'm saying right now we're saying no, they're all each spell is acquired separately, so that means you have to go and find the spell from somebody who will give it to you, or you have to amass the the information that you need in order to. Um, um, uh, to, to create that spell and, and any, you know, uh, any success in any other spell does not help you in any way. No. And, and you may have to go back to your master and your master may do, may, you know, may require you to do some work for him first before he'll open the, open the book up to the page that you need in his books. So you can copy his spell. Right. Well, he might do that anyways. I mean, wouldn't you, I mean, this guy's come into you and he wants something from you and magic, you know, I mean, every time, I, I mean, most of the time, magic is not cheap. You know, usually mages are, are are very jealous and guard their spells. And so when you say, hey, I want to learn this spell, you know, I think in D&D it's way too easy to get spells, especially in the later editions. You know, in the first edition, I mean, if you read the original thing, Gary Gygax, you had to do a lot to get a spell. You had to, you know, you had to give them a lot of money. You had to go on a minor quest. You know, usually, usually if you had any spells that he didn't know or she didn't know, they all got, they got to basically peruse your spell book first and add to theirs to make theirs even better before you even got a chance to learn that one spell that they might let you see, learn if you can learn it. Because, you know, there's always that chance you'd fail. Yeah, the Archmage may say, oh, lad, I, I will let you learn this spell, but first you must go into the into the depths and find us one mushroom. It will cure, cure the current scurvy my, my sheep are having in the in the fields. Or, or uh, if I'm going to use a biblical reference, <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to work for me for seven years and marry my eldest daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And oh, you're yeah. like going, do I really want Greece? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I mean that that's one way you you have the big the, the big book of the big book of spells to, to work from, and it's it's easier for the GM to put together NPCs. It's easier on the players because it's the big book of spells, right? So so the the players have all kinds of meta knowledge, okay? So but it doesn't mean and and may and maybe the the players you know, the characters do too. I always told characters that you know of the existence of spells that are two levels above your current level. 
Okay, but anything above that, then you're going to have to basically show me some kind of a lore check to the, you know, that you even know about. It. Unless, of course, it's so obviously known through everybody. Like, for you, everybody knows about Wish. Everybody know, you know, but not everybody knows about uh, uh, Mordekin's disjunction. Was that the one that basically causes all your magic to go twang? Ooh, that must have been a later edition. Um, okay. Yeah, well, or, or, or and the trouble is, every time they put a new book out, they also include some new spells. Right, but the point still is, is that you don't know every spell. You don't know about every spell. And when a mage starts casting a spell at you, if he's like th- four or five levels above you, he might be casting something you have no clue what he's doing. Unless, of course, you're a bureau agent, and therefore you've been given training in arcane in arcane knowledge. Still doesn't mean that you know. Yeah, it doesn't, it, but you have a better guess of what he's doing at that point, uh, you know. But still, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, again, you're pulling in D, you're pulling in Bureau Thirteen, which is a game specific kind of knowledge thing, you know. I mean, and which works across different systems. I mean, there, are, what system you play Bureau Thirteen in? Arcane knowledge is arcane knowledge. You know, it gives you some advantage over 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 other critters and things and mages and magic and so forth. The most purely knowledge skills uh, translate very well between systems. Uh, okay, but all right. So that's that's you know uh, you know that's learning a spell individually and uh, you know and. and um, and the nice, you know, and, and let's say the, a couple of nice things is that it's possible for you to find a scroll with just that spell on it. Um, or it's unlikely that you're going to find a book with just that spell in it. It's probably a book's going to have all kinds of other things in it, including, you know, the, the, uh, the mage's diary, you know, and, and his ruminations on, you know, uh, particular uh, bards and um, and 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 song patterns. You know, the, what's his favorite top forty? He's going to probably have some stuff in there about that too. And you're going to have to wade through all that just to find the spell you want to look for. And but, then you're in cross section. Oh, the witch Matilda. Oh, I would love to fly on her broom. And you know, it's like okay, we change pages. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, you know, all kinds of things are in mages' books. You know, uh, and and but but the thing is that you know you're going to have to buy if you want to get it from that book. You're going to have to buy the entire book you can't just buy that one page you know um unless of course your systems your system says you can in which case then you know that's why they're always saying let me copy this out of your spell book and mentioning witches that does bring up that's the other kind of spell casting and witches typically are more apprentice type basis where you're apprenticing with the witch therefore she teaches you what she wants you to do and yeah, and it's, it's for very specific reasons why she wants you to learn the, the next spells. So in this case, you don't get to choose your master, or in this case, the, the, the master witch will choose for you what spell you're going to learn next. Yeah, I, I think you're doing that's way too meta, John. I, you know, you're, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions there. I'm not telling people how, how to define a witch or a warlock or a sorcerer or whatever else. I mean, that's kind of up to them and their game. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, okay. For, in my games, which, yeah, witches are either they're completely self-taught or, or, they, uh, or they, 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 they've been apprenticed. And they're, you know. But anyways, still, this, in this, what we're talking about now is how, how do you get the spells? And in this case, it could still be individual. I mean, regardless of whether you're getting it from a wizard or you're getting it from a from a hedge wizard or a witch or a, 
you're not getting it from a a a, a, a D and D sorcerer because he's going to be like, just do it. You got it in you, or you don't. <laughs> yeah, or or you're getting it from from uh, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent book of ma- magic for dummies, you know things like that. <laughs> well, no, I mean if you're a sorcerer where you don't you know get it from you know doesn't mean you can't still do magic research where you basically learn enough about magic that you kind of say I feel this strange is that what I'm reading seems to resonate with me ah, 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 ah. boom <laughs> and something comes out I guess you know I I. I always thought the whole thing about, you know, sorcerers choosing their spells, I thought this made no sense at all. If you're a sorcerer, it just comes out. Roll the die. See what you get. Pick a spell Pick a spell appropriate for your level and you can do it. No, I'm saying, no, you shouldn't pick one. It should be random. I mean, they should just roll the die. Oh, I see. Basically, they're wild talents. Yes. I mean, that's what they said. Sorcerer, you cast it out of your being. You don't learn the spell. You know, the spell learns you. Yeah. <laughs> So basically what the skill role is, is more about you learning to control what comes out of you. <laughs> well, I think, I think what you'd be doing more than anything else is, is um, I, I would see this being something where you say, what is it that your character's really into? You know, and that would be, and, and if there were spells of that level that you you'd roll, you basically would need to make up some kind of a chart and say, well, if it's, you know, if, 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 if you roll between one and 10, then that's going to be like, you know, these useless spells. But if you roll like it, you, you make up some kind of a, a bell curve or something so that the spells that make sense. Yeah, the better you make your spit your roll, you know, you for one, you, a you gotta make your roll to be able to cast something useful. You know, if you don't roll, make your roll, you still cast something. Well, but you know, in the case of a, of a sorcerer, you're, that's you've learned it. That's it. That's all you can ever learn. You know. So, but anyways, that, that's that comes down to your character design, your class design, or however you want to put it, how that works. But uh, but yeah, if you're get you know, if you're getting it from you know, just basically just getting it from somewhere. Who knows? You know, just it's, it's like built into your DNA. Well, then it is what it is, you know, and you get whatever comes out, you know. And unless it's so totally outrageously wrong for you, then, you, you know, you shouldn't be able to give a choice. But that's my personal opinion there. All right, moving on. Let's see here. Okay, so you learn a class of spells. Which is Tritech Standard. Yes, it is. It is indeed Tritech Standard. Uh, why don't you talk about that? Well, yeah, because in Tritech, you, you, yes, you still have class. You know, like, uh, I'm, for example, I'm looking right now in the, in the rules. Like for healing, you learn the healing spell metagroup, basically. And you, you get skills in there. But then it has, like for healing, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different sub Things you can do, and can you do? Can you mix them together? Yeah, makes it. It costs more, and it will increase the time. Time takes the cast sometimes, but yeah, you could uh, heal damage and heal sanity at the same time. It may take forever and a day to do it, but you can do it. You know, or you can just simply just do one thing, like stop disease or do a restore on somebody, and that's uh, restore brings back a lost sense, like sight or, or sight or taste or smell or hearing, brings back a lost lost thing. And and healing is just is the easy one. Sleep has one, two, three. It has it has about I'd say 15, 16 different sub subtypes. 
So essentially, the way it worked in TriTech, the original TriTech system was if you had enough points, magic points, to cast a spell inside the group, you could cast that spell. And some things are really, really expensive, like control time. Minimum cost is 100, 100, um, 100 working mana. And, and based upon the way the system worked, you'd probably be around at least five, fifth, probably closer to the 10th level before you had enough points to be able to do that. Yeah. And some things are incredibly cheap. Like, you know, I want to close a gate. Uh, one cost, one point. To close that's, a gate. A ma- that's a mystical gate, right? Uh, yes, gates are dangerous. Alter- oh, no, this is actually for flying. This is a ga- this is a ga- this is more like a wormhole. You create a wormhole gate between two different places. Right. You just you're not trying to close the barn door. Yeah. In this case, yeah, you're not you're not trying to. You know, that's a conducted gate. Right. But no, I'm saying it's not the equivalent of 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 hold portal in D and D. No, no. Actually, no. you're you're closing a a, a mystical passageway. Yeah, and it, there's several there. There is actually, and there, this is one page that's dedicated to gates. Gating, where you're making these little quickie passageways between places. You have a conducted gate where you, you're getting a demon. It says demon, so you're using a demon to take you someplace. Or you're creating a dimensional gate. Ooh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, and of course, the picture at the bottom of the corner is fringe worthy. But anyway, um, but yeah, there's, you know, so you have different kinds of gates you can do, and each have different costs. Uh, so it's surprisingly cheap to make a dimensional gate. It's only 150 points. It's uh, opening gate. It's only 400. No, well, it's 450 points. But you know what? You get enough uh, mana stones together, enough uh, uh, crystals that you put power into. You can get enough power to do this. Whether or not you actually can control it, that's another thing altogether. Uh, that's an- that's another part of the magic system we've already talked about. Um, Control. <laughs> the, the nice thing about having a class of spells you know, like this is that you can have not only spells that cause effects, you can also have divination spells that are related to those spells. Mm-hmm. And, and rather than having an entirely different class called divination, though there might actually be another one like that, but you, you could actually say, well, not only am I, you know, uh, let's say it's, it's something like um, mm-hmm. geomancy. Okay, so under geomancy, you might have summon, you know, material, or you might have shape material, or you might have, you know, blend material with another material, or you might have discern, you know, the makings of that material, or, you know, it it could be that you want to uh, repair something that's made out of that material. You know, uh, that's like geomancy. Yeah, you can go, or you can go into elemental magic. You know, you, you know, you're an air mage, so all your spells are all around moving air and related things, like even you know, removing all the air from around a person and just put them in a vacuum, right. much choke to death. But you could also, but it could be the opposite of that, where they're choking to death because they're surrounded with poison air, and you clear, and you have a spell under aromancy that cleans the air. Or even, or there's a bubble air that follows you down into the ocean or out into outer space. Yeah, and the only thing that limits you is is your ability to, is is either your skill in casting and how, and how much it costs to cast, 
actually those are two things right there. I mean, basically your skill and, and costs if you're going with that system. Because these things, you are literally, it's you have a column A, then you have column B. Which one, you know, so I'm picking column A, and now I'm picking column B. Here's the spell I'm doing. Bang. And you have to, you know, so your column A is all the, all the meta types. Enchantment, transmutation, dowsing, you know, they're all the meta types. And then that are the, the very specific subclasses. But you only need one skill. You basically, this would be like, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to pick this, and then you get everything that falls under it, and with the, of course, the ability with some kind of magical research to devise even more spells. Okay, you know, and um, hopefully those spells are, are are somewhat meta themselves, so you can actually, you know, get, do some variance within them. But they may be just hard and fast. It could be like the original, you know, like the the way the spells are individually, but except they're grouped, and so when you you choose it, you basically are getting all these spells. And also these spells are rated by whether they're white, gray, or black. Well, that's, yeah, that's the original TriTac. So you, yeah, you, you have, you could have certain moral onuses on the spells, you know, a spell that, uh, for example, creating a poison cloud that could have, you know, because they're evil magic. Well, the spelling a poison cloud would be considered white magic, you know, uh, but just moving things around with wind could be considered gray magic, but that's, that's a, that's a different uh, thing to talk about the moral part of it, and and we'll we'll talk about that. That's uh, one. I don't think I add that as one of my lists, so we need to add that to our list. Saying what what about moral aspects of magic? Okay, the the advantages are obvious. You get a huge number of spells just by picking, you know. The, the class, okay? Now, it doesn't mean that you necessarily know every spell that's in that class. It just means that if you if the spell is available to you through whatever means, then you can cast it because you already know about aromancy, for example, or you already know about um, uh, animation, okay, or something. Now, it doesn't mean that you might not necessarily have to go out and find books that have examples of of, of of um, manifestations in them. There there might be separate spells that are in separate spell books that you're going to have to go and find and 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 then use that and say, oh well now I can cast this this set of spells under aromancy because now I know I know what they are. I know how to do them. You know, the work's been done, the research has been done. Otherwise you'd have to research it yourself to be able to figure out how to do them. Just because you know aromancy doesn't mean that you necessarily know everything about aromancy because that would be kind of overpowered i think if you did that yeah and you know unlike most game systems that uh, would least, uh, least especially with tritech it's a random number number of spells you start with so you, you could just start with one spell you mean um classes of spells well, yeah yeah one, yeah one class of spell or as i call them, meta spells when you you learn one meta spell and that's it Ooh, okay and I don't think, and I think you get to choose. So unlike, I think, I, I don't remember we actually had a random table, which is good. So you can pick the area you want to be in. And I, I'm trying to remember if, if you can learn more spells. Unfortunately, I don't remember how you learn more spells. Um, I don't remember either. But um, I, know, I, I know that in my TriTac Utilities, I have the ability to not only generate all the different spell groups you know, I also list out all the spells from the book, and also generate all the spell components for each and every one of those spells. And every, and every mage had a different set of spell components. They were never the same between them.
I would say if you came from the same, if you learned the spells from the same source, you should have to, you know, like, like, like the, one of the choices are you can actually, you could learn magic from, from, from grimoires and forbidden books, you know, and that gives you an extra, an extra spell. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that you can't learn new spell classes, John. I'm just saying is, is that my program, it, you know, you you would say, okay, I'm learning this, and then it would generate, it would basically add to your character sheet all the spells that were extant for that, plus all the components that were for each of those spells, so that you knew exactly what components you needed. And some people had really expensive components. And other people had cheap as dirt components. And it was always funny to see the players saying, I'm going to play this mage. And, oh, dang, man, I got to have this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, that's what that's your version of the spell. In order for you to cast it, that's what you need. This guy over here, he, he doesn't need that. He needs something entirely different. And, and that guy's like, yeah, man, I, it takes me five, you know, it takes me five dollars worth of components in order to cast this spell. You're like in in into the into the two into the five figure range. So I have to get gold plated diamonds of at least five carats in size to do this. <sighs> yes, uh, the emeralds that have been worn around a dowager's neck. <laughs> You know, so they have to be at least 20, 60 to 70 years old, you know, as a piece of jewelry. Or things that really are really hard to find. No, yeah, that was that was the point. The point was is that somewhere in there you would end up with a list of spells that you could cast and it was okay for you to cast them. And then there was this other list of spells where you were like, man, you know, it'd be nice to cast these, but, you know, it's going to take me a while to find the components for this. You know, yeah, I mean, like where you need you need the the hairs from the head of a, of a person as they died. Okay, so you, you're hanging around the funeral home, you're hanging around the hospices and so forth, waiting to go and yanking hairs out of the heads so you can have them. Otherwise, you can use regular hair. Just you just get minus ten to your casting. Uh, <laughs> just takes one person. Just as they die, you just shave their head and put it into a baggie and sneak out. I quit. Yeah, or, or you know, you have to get them roots and all. So that means you actually yank them oh, out. Come on, John. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't be a dick, right? <laughs> I mean, I did this because I wanted there to be variance between them. I didn't do it to make to make it be nasty. The whole idea was that there was like, in most cases, there was twenty or or more spells under each spell category. So. As I said, you know, you could have three mages all using the same spell category, and some of them would find it a lot easier to cast spells, certain spells in those categories than others. And you know, if you had a large enough party, you usually had pretty good coverage. But not there was always that spell that that's you know some NPC you know had down pat, you know, and everybody else was like, man, I'm never going to be able to cast that. Except we 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 got to call you know we got to call Susan. No, not Susan. Yeah, yeah, but she's got the spell, man. Oh man, yeah, she's gonna make us eat spinach. <laughs> something, you know. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, or or, or you know, spinach with well, with with peanuts, and I got peen. I got hit the epipen for that, you know. Yeah, I got a peanut allergy. Right, right. The, the, what's the downside of having a class of spells? Ooh. Hmm. 
Well, it's a mile deep and, and it's, it's a mile deep and about a foot wide, so to speak. That is, I know healing. Okay. And I know all these spells and I may not be able to cast all of them because I don't have enough um, personal mana PowerPoints to cast it. So I, I'm, yeah, yeah. So I, I may know how to, you know, uh, you know, rejuvenate somebody, but I don't got the spell points, you know, to, to do it. You know, I, 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 I think I know how to do it. You know, it's, it's part of the skill or some, I would, it, now depending on the system now, like when Tritac, it doesn't matter how much the spell, how much the spell costs to cast. You just need the power to do it. You can cast any of the subtypes, but in some systems, they would say, "Ooh, that's a higher level, higher level subset spell." You know that will cut. That's more difficult to cast because it's something you know that a more experienced mage could cast. But yeah, sure, you can try. Well, what uh, does that have to do with it being in a class of spells? Well, what I was saying is that like uh, like healing. Like I was mentioning healing. Like you heal damage is a cheapy ten power points. Bang! You heal some. You, if you cast, you heal them. Uh, if you you want to rejuvenate some, you know, basically remove a basically uh, remove one year, two hundred ninety five power points. But they're the same. But they're the same chance to cast. Yeah. Well, that's that's that system. Okay. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a good idea to do it that way. I mean, you know, I I certainly have uh, lots of times said things like, "Well, yeah, you you know, you divide the you know the cast the points by X, and you get a casting level, and now you use that as a modifier against your skill in in um, in healing." And then, so therefore, not only does it cost a ton of points in order to be able to take a year away, you've also got to be really really good in order to pull it off so but that's 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 depends on the system you want to do the one i mean that was the nice thing about tritac was that you know if you could cast it you could cast it you know is that some people would say that as a as a boon compared to all these other things where you had to be x you know whatever as you said john you go out and you get yourself a uh parked on a ley line or you luck into into some um stone that's got like a zillion um, WK uh, M points in it, and you've got you know magic tap. You can start. You can go crazy running around casting spells because you've got the points to do it. As long you know, as long as you make that success roll in general for your um, uh, uh, the class of spells. Yeah, and actually, I just found out. And to get a new spell, you just need skill points. So yeah. Oh wow! I, I you know I I got a skill point. I better buy a new spell. Bang. I get at level one, but hey, there we go. I get at level one, so I have a I have a one percent chance of casting it. Uh, what I see as a disadvantage is, is that you know when you get like this big lump of spells, okay, everybody's going to expect you to be an expert on all those spells. All right, and and I would think that whoever trains you in it would also do it. So you're, you're essentially by being this, using this kind of a magic system, you are siloing uh, your mages uh, to say, okay, you're a geomancer. That's what you are. Well, I'm a geomancer, but I'm also this. Not, not I'm not gonna. You know, so who's gonna train you in in aromancy when you're not even good at geomancy yet? You know, or I can see where there might be a lot of things where that you might say, no, no, until you 
can effectively show yourself good at this, we're not going to let you do whatever. And if by any chance uh, you can uh, improve your chances of casting certain spells by not only having a skill uh, skill points that you can apply to the group in general, but also specifically, now you're pouring all your skill points into you know s spells inside of that group just so you're sure you're going to be able to cast the spells that you really, really want to be able to cast. You know, unlike, you know, because Tritech didn't do that. They said you just pile it on into Geomancy and then, uh, and then you can cast that spell. But other systems might say, no, 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 you know, it's going to be really hard to cast the higher level spells, so you need to not only have a good level of ability in Geomancy, but you also need to have sub-skill uh, sub specialty in that particular spell to make sure that you can cast that really hard spell when the time comes. Or And there's a lot of reasons for that. If, for example, by casting it, um, snap casting. Okay, the, that that makes it a lot harder to cast. Well, you might want to, you know, if it's a combat type spell, then you might want to, you know, specialize in that spell in order to get your chances up. So essentially what happens is, is that you, you know, you basically say, I'm going to take all my skill points for the foreseeable future and just farm them in to this, this you know, arrow, uh, this magic group, this magic meta group. Yeah, that's why I call it a mile deep and a foot wide. Yeah, and you, right, and and you're not going to be putting any points into anything else because a nobody else can do this, hopefully, and b you know so you have a little you know so you're a little bit special in that regard. But b it just it just it has so many requirements that makes you want to go and do this that you basically neglect everything else that you could be putting points into, which actually could be very important. Uh, for example, uh, shooting, you know, shooting. I was exactly what I was thinking, John. I said, you might want to be able to shoot a gun or maybe you need some skill in um, uh, uh, fast talking or observation or um, or will enhancement, you know, just the ability to stand up to torture or maybe not give away, you know, the farm every time someone asks you a question and you're like, you know, hey, you know, you need to go and study this. You need to go and do take your your earned skill points and put toward this you're like no man this is really really trying to get this this uh, you know cloak of darkness spell so that you know every time it's 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 nighttime I'm invisible you know and or something like that and it, like and, and everyone just goes and says well I guess he's doing his thing or she's doing her thing um, the, I'm just saying that's that's the problem is it is basically it's like um, it's like practically it's like choosing a nationality or or joining a religion okay you know you have to there's all these things now that you got to got to do you got to get involved in you got to learn about and you got to take part in and i'm just saying is that it adds a lot of complexity to a character when they do they get this huge lump of, of of possible things that they can do when before it was like well you can cast you know darkness Okay, I can cast darkness. That's what I do. I, I could do that. Fine. And then you do that and you maybe spend some time doing some other things too. So I, I see that as a problem, but 
it's it's really not a problem. It's really more like this is this is what's going to happen if you do this. You know, these are the, these are the issues. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, because basically in TriTech, you also have your MCD, which is your mental coordination, and so you'll be dumping it into both that. You, you'll be dumping in twice the number of points because it costs twice twice as much to raise that up than it does a stat, and you'll be spending points on your skills as well. So yeah, you're trying to become a mage, and everything else may just go by the wayside at that point. You know, it's it's there's something similar that happens when you try to be a martial artist because you know there's like four different subcategories under that, and you're going to want to put all your points into all those different things so you can do all the cool things that fall under that. Same with um, uh, driver. You know, I mean, there's pilot motor vehicle, pilot rotary, pilot, 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 pilot. So it's kind of, you know there's there's some things where when you choose one, all of a sudden everybody expects you to be good at everything, and it's a, a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure on a player, you know, to go and, and live up to that when you do this kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's basically so you you wouldn't say hero system is this kind of magic though, because hero system, I'm look because I'm looking at your hierarchy system where basic though I would say hero system is kind of like this because you can build a power. Especially if you're doing a magic version of Hero System, you could you you know you could you know basically it falls under. I'm going to do the math beforehand and work out all the all the various things to get this thing down to a reasonable cost, and I can do it. But I'm having to. You basically you're using a pool. You're you. I think it's it's called pool. Uh, doing a pool. So I'm I have magic pool. John, it's way too much crunch. Yeah, yeah. But it's it is in a way it's similar. I have magic pool and magic pool lets me build, build spells, but I do them beforehand because it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes worth of math at that point. So I decided this adventure. I understand you take, you take, you take those, those, those PowerPoints and you put it into a pool and you can make spells that draw upon that pool and, and, and you can have multiples of them. And yes, you know, there's, co- there's, 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 uh, you know, there's costs involved and, yeah, that's the, that's the way that all the mages do it. I'm, I, I have never seen a mage where they just build it out like a superpower and said, this is what I can do when they have the flexibility of those power pools. Right. Okay, so but let's, let's move on to uh, the third one, okay, which is you get your spells, but they, they, you get them in a, in a hierarchy. And this is where you were talking about your lesser magic, your, your lesser healing, your greater healing, your critical healing, and so forth. You know, you can't get the middle one without without taking the first one. You know, if you if you uh, and you certainly and, and you, you certainly can't wait until your fifteenth level and get the last one because you happen to be that level. So you know that the the advantage of there is is that you know uh, it well there is, I don't know if there is any advantage to this um, other than the fact that it's really simple. For the players, because they kind of like know where they're going, and I think there is actually besides video games, which actually use the style of getting of, of building things. Because you, I mean, video, this is very much a video game style of going up a tech tree. In this case, you're going up a magic tree, and you're following a branch, and you're going to fill that branch out, basically. Uh, but I think I I, I want to say I, I've heard of a game, Ars Magica. I don't know. Ars Magica had a grammar. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a grammar where you, where you would yeah. That's more like the power pool. I don't know if any if there's any role, a tabletop role playing game that uses a tech tree to build out your magic, your your abilities, and so forth. There might be well, though. Games like Skyrim does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video games, and so what you have is that you have like something, and then off of it will come five or six shoots, and off of those will come five or six more shoots, and so yeah, you can. You um you can basically go straight down the line all the way to the end to the most powerful effect, okay? So theoretically, you you know, whatever people are like making their abilities broad, you could very narrowly go down one path and get a really powerful effect at the end. So you'd lose you'd lose scope, but you'd end up with with a a more powerful singular result. That's that's the advantage of doing it that way. Uh, the disadvantage, of course, is that you're not really leveraging your points. So theoretically, what you could do is that, you know, by increasing the lower levels of it, you know, you could every thing that comes off that lower level basically benefits from that lower level. So you know, you, you so you you go. You take one point, and then you fill out each of the three that come off of that, and then you pick like of those three, you can start filling those out, and basically, as you said, filling out the tree, John. You know that's and and you would basically be specializing in that area by doing that. If the system that you're using actually gives you a benefit, like say the more spells in that area category you have, the easier it is for you, or the more power you'll have in the spells you do choose in that area, then that would be a reason to want to do it this way. Yeah, I mean, it falls into, okay, I, I you know I can only do like maybe two things at once. You know, I can make keep two spells going at once, but I can always drop one, grab another one from the list. You know, and as long as my list is wide, I have a lot of choices to pick from. So I can, you know, do that whole person and just keep that going and then bring up a fireball, fire it off, bring up something else, go it off. And yeah, but your fireball's not going to be very powerful because you've been filling out the tree versus somebody who's done nothing but just basically, you know, you're you're like, you know, tenth level before you get fireball. He would got it at third level because that's all that Yeah, he he's now he's now at the point where he's at tech nuke sca- scale with his fireball. <laughs> Right, but he can't do anything else. He can't, you know. He literally, he's uh, as you were mentioning last time that in the uh, tri- uh, um, the the light fantastic uh, where he knew a spell and all the other spells were he couldn't learn any other spells because all the other spells were afraid of of the spell that he knew. So if you if you concentrate really hard in one area, it could be the, a detriment. Actually, it would be a detriment in learning some of the other spells because you'd have to go all the way back to the beginning and work your way out again. So here you are, you know, this powerful mage, and then you're taking like you know, cure light wound, or start a fire. Yes, or start a fire, and then you could go from that to to um, you know bonfire, you know greater fire, or whatever. Meanwhile, you have these other spells like disintegrate and and uh, you know uh, absolute zero, make a black hole in the middle of the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every you come into town and, and you're you're trying to get trained in something, and you uh, uh and, and and you're knocking on the door and they're like I you know I am so so you're the great powerful ice mage yeah yeah but I, my feet get really cold in the winter time and I'm really hoping you'll teach me the spell like you know warm warm extremities uh, 
or 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 Finnegan's or Finnegan's forever warm boots. One of those two. I don't care which one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, you're a great and powerful ancient wizard. He says yes, but I need that healing spell that says you know that's uh, you know um, Supernus Erectus. You know. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just. He says, I didn't think I'd need it, but I do. So it's like, oh, well. It's all those sheep, isn't it? Says, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead and uh, turn in that, uh, that blue robe and get yourself a white robe and, and, uh, and, and you know, get up you know, get six, six o'clock in the morning with the other acolytes and uh, <coughs> we'll get you trained. In- well, are we talking a forest or are we talking a single tree? Uh, I can imagine this being a forest. That is, there's different trees you know so yeah the, the guys you know you get to choose you start out and you gotta pick a tree i'm gonna pick the uh, the fire elemental tree and they are gonna pick the ice elemental tree but there's it's got lots of branches of the bomb but it really gets only it narrows down it gets toward the top to these handful of things but you have to go up and there may be and in some cases in some tech trees there may be multiple prerequisites so you have to go down that branch and that branch before you can go to this point of the tree. So you need two different things to be able to do this next spell. So you have to you so you're forced you're forced to Yeah. Right, right. But my point is that if you have a hierarchy, then that means that if you want something that falls into another hierarchy, you've got to start all the way at the very beginning. And uh, you know, and it's even it's going to be even more restrictive than getting a class of spells, you know. And you're really going to be uh, on rails pretty much. Uh, now, which doesn't mean that it's not necessarily you don't want that. As I said, it's easier. You know, you basically look ahead, say, "This is where I'm going. This is the kind of mage I'm going to become." You know, and and that makes it easier for the player. And it's possible that these various, as you say, these tech trees could feed off of each other. Uh, uh, branches could add, you know, to each other and make whatever whatever one that you take more powerful. Versus you going and and um, saying, "I'm going to take five or six of these trees and work and work my way through each of them." You might never get anything more than a fledgling ability in any of them because there would just be so much requirements that you'd have to go through. You know, and, and that could be intentional. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me 
Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.